Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Greg Prado, author of the books Take It Off, Kiss Truly Unmasked, as well as The Eric Carr Story, amongst many others. You're listening to the Shattered Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Rock and roll! Kiss Army. It's Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 89, Land of Hype and Glory. Tomas, how are you? Oh, I'm great, buddy. What I mean, if we could have just hit record for the last 30 minutes, that could have been its own bonus episode, the conversation that we were having. Oh, we would have been thrown off Pantheon podcast. We would have probably lost three... Three fourths of our audience, yeah. and maybe gained a couple if other people listened to it. Some of the shit we just said, <laughs> pretty uh, much. <laughs> yeah, it was just. I don't know. Maybe uh, if we, maybe if we ever do one of those uh, Patreon things, we'll be, it'll be like shout it out loudcast after dark. Yeah, or we can do. Oh, you guys want to come in and do the acoustic set of us before <laughs> we go on live and listen? <laughs> right, exactly. The virtual backstage pass. Yeah, they get the Harris talking. Hey, uh, what do you think we should talk about today? I don't know. <laughs> okay, wow, exciting. <laughs> we do that anyways, though, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it'll be really letting the fans know what we're doing and what's going on in our brains if they're crazy enough to want to listen to that shit. That's true. Um, but there's so much to get to, mm-hmm. and um, we really have to get to last week's episode right off the bat. But we always start with polls. Oh, boy. So it's a rough day for our buddy Joey Casada. It's just a rough day. So 
obviously we had the wonderful and lovely Kerry Stevens last week. And we're going to talk about that, but the poll was, well, we wanted to do something lighthearted and fun. So we said, who was the best looking guest we've had on so far? Kerry Stevens, Joey Casada, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, or, and then I threw in Sonny Pooney. Well, obviously Kerry Stevens was the grand prize winner here, but Joey Casada came in last. Who came in second? Jericho. Okay. What was the percentages? Okay. Kerry Stevens only got 78% of the vote. Okay. Jericho, 13%. Sonny Pooney, 5%, which means Sonny Pooney has 25 burner accounts, maybe. <laughs> and then and then our buddy Joey Casada, 4%. I thought it was lower than that. Uh, I, I got four right here, 4%. Yeah, I, and that's counting Joey's burner accounts. But Joey, even on his burner accounts, is stupid enough to vote for other people. But we love Joey. He, he's he's a handsome man. But Yeah, I don't think so, Tom. I think, I think it's the opposite. I think people realize he's not what you would call a handsome man. I am not what you would call a handsome man. I don't know. Maybe people, people that five percent for five uh, percent for a uh, you know, pandemic puny. I don't know, man. They they they, they seem to love him too. <laughs> yeah, I think we might have to do a solo one eventually. Sonny versus uh, Joey Casada head to head. Don't do that. Going to come up with as many burner accounts as possible. You know what we can do? You know how we always do like the kiss tournament in March. Maybe if we have enough guests, we can do like a guest showdown. Bra- we'll do a guest bracket. <laughs> M- Murph. Murph versus Ed Spangenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Michael versus Steve Wright. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there you go. Right. The, pod- the podcaster bracket. There you go. Yeah. That, maybe that's yeah. what we'll do. Oh, oh shit. What the seedings <laughs> on that? <laughs> Rounding up the rear. <laughs> Oh yeah, so that currently, was our fun poll. Currently was... coming in at about a deuce, deuce fifty. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, so poor Joey Casada, but that's that's life for him. So that's our poll. But one thing I want to add on these polls is I love all the comments underneath about everybody saying about Sonny and his burner accounts. <laughs> yeah. We created a monster. Yep. Everybody thinks Sonny has all these burner accounts now. Oh man. But that was the polls. And the feedback we got on the episode was amazing. I will tell you guys this. It was, and I feel like I say this every couple, every month or so. That was our number one episode we've had so far. Most downloads, most listened to, most everything. Probably social media wise, most commented. Uh, most interaction we probably got the most private dms from people commenting to us about it text messages our fellow guests jericho uh, or 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 joey will text us about what they thought about it that it was incredible i can't say enough thank you to everybody that listened to all the new people that tuned in to hear that i hope you continue to tune in but it was an amazing feedback to what I think was a very honest, impassionate person pouring their heart out 
for the first time to a, a crowd on a platform where she doesn't feel inhibited, where she doesn't feel like maybe I can't say this or I can't shouldn't say this. She just said it. And it was nice to hear. And, um, you know, it was something that I think uh, translated because the feedback we got was tremendous. So what do you want to say, Tom? Yeah, just cannot thank. First of all, cannot thank Carrie enough for coming on and being so honest and uh, just forthright, funny. And then we can't thank you guys enough for you know giving us feedback because the episode was was you know like we said, and it was explosive. There was some you know there was some heavy stuff that she got into, and you know we weren't sure how it was going to translate to a lot of people. The pleasant surprise that we got with the feedback and the downloads and the interaction was just, and we thank you guys for that too. And again, we thank Carrie. It was, you know, it was amazing. It was great. And hopefully we'll have her back soon. Yeah. She's uh, become part of the uh, SIOL family now. And she's on a, a different text group with us now. And just like all the other uh, classic uh, friends and fellow podcasters of the show. And we love it. And, um, we like we tip the hat our hat to her and and uh, you guys will see her back on here soon enough. But let's get to some feedback first, Tom. I've got uh, a couple things here I want to read off of Podchaser. Okay, so Podchaser.com. You can leave us reviews there. It's very helpful, and we really appreciate it. Podchaser, Aces High seven seven nine. Wow, Carrie was definitely genuine in her responses. Great. Uh, stories steve 67 is it possible to love anyone more carrie is an amazing guest and this is truly a great interview certainly eye-opening sometimes touching and very funny teen z always delivered no matter the subject and this is no exception whatever the topic the guys never fail in to deliver in the laughs by the lorry load that must be some sort of like English word exactly yeah it's got to be heard that before me neither the only podcast where the next episode can't come soon enough such a great interview it made me order Carrie's book straight away another winner guys you rock nice Uh, YouTube Casey Lee Michaels cool and different was an original kiss fan at 11 alive destroyer rock and roll over love gun thanks for the episode good luck to you all Paul Stanley, not such a nice guy. <laughs> Met him twice. Wow. Um, Ouch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Marty White. I can't read this. <laughs> don't don't read it. Marty White, man. He's nuts. Um, so somebody wrote something, and, and Marty, though, stepped up. Somebody named John Henry Thomas, which I'll read. Great interview, guys, but just one question. Wasn't Carrie a playmate? She acts proud of it on her social media but yet is offended by Paul calling her that. Hopefully she one day gets to sit with him. Sit with him. I think he meant to say sit. Yep. And air out her grievances. Probably help her get some closure and feel better. And then Marty comes back to him and says, like we said, when Paul calls her that, he does it to be dismissive of her. Exactly. And then they get into it a little bit back and forth. It wasn't impolite. They had a, I mean, they had a cordial conversation, which I cannot believe is the internet. And it can't believe this is Kiss fans without <laughs> saying, shut up, dumbass. Fuck you, loser. <laughs> exactly. You know? Right, right, um, right. No, 
but and, and and Marty comes up with some great points, and he simply says to her, when he calls her that, he could have used her name. She was his girlfriend. By calling her a playmate is just a way of him calling her a number bimbo. It's just passive. It's Paul's passive aggressive t- mannerisms. Yeah, it's it's dismissive it of a yeah. human being when you're described as a playmate, right. like not his girlfriend. And first of all, why would you say that he, she was taking her, his drums from him? She didn't do that. I know. I, yeah. You know, if you weren't sure what was going on over there, you didn't have to mention it. Yep. But he fe- he always has a, a habit of mentioning things that shouldn't be mentioned about other people. And yet, if you say the slightest thing that is of importance about him that he can deem as an insult, oh, God help us. Oh, yeah. Listen to me. I was very hurt today. Oh, he's the uh, sensitive Paul comes out. Oh, brutal. All right. So why don't you uh, do some uh, either emails or uh, Twitter and I'll come back and I can do some Facebook or do you want me to hit Facebook now, Tom? No, go ahead. I'll, I'll, you know what? I, I got some Twitter. I'll, t- I'll, I'll you, you take a break for a second here. I got okay. some Twitter. So our buddy Scott Wheeler, great episode. Carrie was so honest and genuine. Our buddy Murph, excellent episode, gents. Any chance you'll get it, be getting an interview with Miss November 1981 next? <laughs> uh, then Deuce, our buddy Deuce had a couple of great tweets. I'm actually going to save those for after because I kind of want to read them together. So uh, JR, just near halfway in the interview and I ordered the book, My Rock and Roll Heaven, which is uh, a, great tw- a great Twitter page. Great interview. Really appreciate Carrie being so open and honest and pulling no punches. Half Ace responds with just a picture of a goat. (laughs) DG from Tennessee just finished. Good episode. Carrie really let loose about Paul. Wesley Beach just ordered her book. Can't wait to read it. Ken, simply Ken. Great interview. I love the way she does her own PR. Wow. Then he goes, we got some good looking girls. Oh, yeah. Just take a step back. Wes is the... uh former guitar player in the plasmatics with Wendy right. Williams. Yes. I should have mentioned that. I'm sorry. Yep. Jeff Seaman has a picture of the book and he says, just got mine in the mail today. Again, my rock and roll heaven has had another comment said, fantastic. I'll be listening to this today. Ordered my copy. It's on the way as we speak. Can't wait to read it. Congrats, Carrie. This is a great Twitter handle stuck helping pay for this mess. That's his Twitter <laughs> handle. <laughs> Uh, I still believe that Eric gets sh- short shrift in Kiss history. He was hands down the best drummer they ever had. It's not even close in my opinion. Okay, that's his opinion. And then our buddy Deuce, he took some time to write some nice things. He says, okay, not drunk tweeting, but actually getting pretty emotional listening to Carrie talk about her favorite Kiss memory. You can hear her getting choked up. And when she says it's difficult to think of Kiss without thinking of losing Eric. Holy crap, I need to hit pause. Wow, wow, wow. That spontaneous monologue from Carrie wrapping up with why she loves and respects Gene and how she feels Paul is a lying ass is one of the best things I've heard. This was far and away the best episode in your short history. First time I didn't just laugh and wait for the next joke. She was real and genuine and you could feel her emotions in this interview. That makes for a great show. You both sat back and let her carry this episode stellar. And then Carrie herself jumped in on that comment. And said, it is so nice to finally feel validated. The truth really does set you free. Thank you, Tom and Zeus, for your respect and support. Thank you, Deuce, for all of your praises. I truly appreciate everyone who hears me. And then she did a little kissy emoji. So Twitter feedback, great stuff. And then we got a couple of uh, emails. 
and our buddy Scott Donaldson, who is uh, the drummer in Kisteria in, in, in of a Kiss cover band. And who does he dress up as? Eric Carr. That's right. That's right. Yep. Wow. Just wow. That would have to go down as the best episode so far. You know how much I enjoy the show, but listen to Carrie speak about her love for Eric was just heartfelt. She is someone very special. That's for sure. And I could hear it in both your voices, how much you enjoyed the chat. The whole, the whole pandemic, Paul is really starting to make me angry. As you know, I'm an Eric Carr fan and to find out how he was treated at the end is so disappointing. I love Paul as the star child with and without makeup singing songs about banging, but this side of Paul is someone I don't like. Something I've always wondered, what if Eric Carr had lived? I always disliked Peter and Ace for leaving the band and wonder if Eric had left, would I have felt the same about him? Something we will never know. I find it interesting that when I was growing up, I didn't know anything about my favorite movie stars and rock stars, and I feel that I would prefer if it was still that way today. Thank you again for providing providing me with such great entertainment every week. I look forward to it so much. Stay safe. Kindest regards, Scott. We love hearing from Scott. Big fan. Yeah, those are some great points. Maybe eventually we'll get to an Eric Carr episode. We can answer those questions about the what ifs. Another great episode from Patrick W. I saw a link for Carrie Stevens and I found that intriguing. So I listened to an earlier podcast. I can relate to Carrie on how sensitive and emotional she can be. I am much like that. Obviously, I've been a big Kiss fan for most of my life. I used to be a drummer, and I find I agree with you guys on several points. It's probably been brought up before, but Eric Singer's drum sound on I Love It Loud live is just plain awful. He tunes his drums that are nothing like Eric's. This is why his drum tone is so different. Listen to them side by side. I pick Eric Carr. Carr has a deeper, fuller sound. My two favorites are a later Kiss are Revenge and Creatures. Obviously, Eric's not on Revenge. You should do a show on lyrics. I can't listen to the words on anything from Lick It Up and others. Spinal Tap, cringeworthy and not funny. Give me more as an example. Aging rockers singing about sex doesn't work for me. X and sex, you make me rock hard. Good Lord. Keep up the good work, Patrick. Awesome. So that's uh, some email feedback there. Good stuff from those guys. Thank you. Thank you, as always, with the emails. And that email is shoutedoutloudcast at gmail.com. So we had our Facebook post that we put up. And Carrie jumped in underneath. Congrats, Tom and Zeus. You are funny, wise, and easy to open up to. I predict great success in your futures. I'm looking forward to hear more of your your interviews. Thanks for having me on. And then uh, Sean Hammond jumps in. Great interview. It's refreshing to hear such real and raw answers. Sometimes we don't want to believe our favorite singer bands act towards others. Thanks for being honest and real. Can't wait to read your book. Robert Vitale. My Lord, you lunatics have outdone yourselves. (laughs) I've listened to this show twice this morning. What an amazing interview with Carrie, whose honesty and integrity really shines here. She is super genuine and just an all-around awesome. I can't wait to get my copy of the hardcover. Well done, guys. Maybe the best interview I've heard in years. Wow, amazing. Um, Thank you. Carrie comments back to him. Thanks, Robert. The hardcovers at Barnes & Noble will probably be on Amazon in a week or so. They don't tell me anything. I had to Google myself to find out on the hardcover. Here's the (laughs) link. Thanks for your support. Brent Milhouse. Isn't that the guy from fucking The Simpsons? That's that's Milhouse, yeah. (laughs) Have just finished listening. Amazingly candid and honest conversation. Great interview, guys. Carolyn Kelt. Brilliant interview. I knew of her through eric but wow what a woman 
starting the book now. Carrie writes back to her. Such nice things to say. I'm truly touched by having been received so well. I was prepared to have haters and trolls after me. Instead, I have been met with kindness and understanding. People like you restore my faith in humanity. Then Carolyn wrote back, anyone who hates on someone being open honest has a problem. Thank you for saying it as it is or was. Also, thank you and Eric's family for keeping his memory alive. He will be much missed but never forgotten. Wow. (laughs) Robert Vitale adds. Uh Uh-oh. We're going to get to this later, too. Okay. Um, Taco Bell Tuesday. Oh, don't do it. We had a handful of people. Separately from the amazing interview with Carrie was this gem of a one-liner from Zeus during the intro. I haven't laughed that loud in a long time. You guys are spot on and in quite a role. Let them rip. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Dent Par- Partington. How do we read of the bit today regarding John Elway? Wow. Oh, shit, yeah. Carrie writes back. I actually went easy on him because I didn't write the book to destroy the guy, but he was a big part of my past. He and others may have underestimated me a lesson. They will have to live with. Oh, well, live and learn guys. Bill sharp. Next time have Carrie read the Adam and Eve promo. Oh boy. I mean, you've let Pooney do it. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. That'd be great. Oh, that's such a great idea. And then Bill Elam wrote, let me tell you something about lawyers. Uh, Tom Rittenhouse, Carrie Stevens rocks Andrea Salini Always found her very attractive You do, huh? Very proud of you Great episode uh, David Zanet put the Chris Farley me, uh, Of oh, him gift of glasses. Him. Yep, yep, yep Kevin Jepsen oh, Holy God. crap, guys Best episode yet I wonder if Blabbermouth or one of those things will pick up on this just for the her rant on Pandemic Paul. I love it. Think it was definitely therapeutic for her. Ordering my hardcover soon so I can bang it out as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I met her at the Kiss Indie Expo. So shy, I could barely talk to her. It was easier to meet Gene Simmons than her. She's absolutely stunning. Give her my number. And then he puts a picture that he took with Carrie. Yep. Super sweet. He wrote, he writes underneath. And then Carrie writes back to him. It was nice to meet you. Don't be shy. I don't bite. And Kevin writes, Well, my life is over. You are star. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that is great. Jack Benacchio. <laughs> Oh my God, what an episode. This was the first time I felt the inside stories of Kiss. You felt true, raw emotion of Carrie's life in a few short hours, even to the point I had to sit down at work to take a breath. 
especially the Paul Stanley part was almost a side of him I never wanted to hear, but I'm I in a way I'm glad I did. Guys, well fucking done on this episode. It prompted me to buy the book as oh my god, I need to know more. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so that was uh the feedback we got on um our Facebook, Tom. Yep. I I just want to say, you know, this is something that there's there's plenty more. We got some more comments on Shout It Out Loudcasters group. I we could probably do this more. I skipped. Yeah. I could have a lot more. That reminds <clears throat> direct messages we got, the text that we got, and uh the feedback was tremendous. And I have to I have to say something here though. All these great interview, brilliant, this and that shit, we didn't do anything. I know. You know, I, 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 I mean, I, right. We, we are unbelievably appreciative and grateful for the comments and the feedback that you've heard us read. And we thank you for that. But this was Carrie's moment and we were just the conduit for her to have that moment. And we appreciate her for that. And, and again, we are grateful for your comments, but this was yeah. Carrie's moment. I think the interview itself was let her go. Let her talk. Don't talk over. Less is more. Yep. Right. Just a little jar of flies. Uh, Back to our bonus episode. Um, <laughs> less is more. Let her talk. But if anything, if we're going to pat ourselves on the back, Tom, the only thing I would say is that I felt we let her feel comfortable. This is a safe place. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yep. Say what you want. Yep. And gave her that opportunity where she can feel at home and say what she needed to say. And I'm glad she did. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't a beat down. It wasn't anything. But she... She um uh, she let it go. She had some frustration there and uh and she um expressed it. So God bless her. Thank you for all the feedback, everybody. Thank you for making this our number one episode we've ever had. And you know what? To be honest, thank you for all that you guys do for us that uh makes our show as big as it is now, like way bigger than we expected it to ever get. And I, I got a feeling it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, we can't thank you guys enough for just being a part of this. Like we say it, we say this often, you know, you guys are part of the family here. You know, the show doesn't exist without you, without your interaction, without your feedback, without your support. And I'm happy too, that your feedback on social media did not fall on deaf ears, that Carrie is the kind of person who reacted and responded to your feedback and interacted with your feedback. You're not going to get that from a lot of guests. I think it just proves how much more of a genuine, real person she is. And uh, we, again, we thank her for that. And lastly, and I'm sure she ain't going <clears> to <throat> mind while we were taping this, starting to tape this, she had texted us back. We were telling her about a couple things and told her about the feedback that we're getting. And she replied to us with the text, but 20 minutes ago that's great that's because you guys have such great energy i don't get the same response from all the other podcasts i do that i did with you guys and that's not just that's not because of us that's because of you guys listening yeah the feedback the loyalty we have from the guys that listen to and girls that listen to our podcast is tremendous and i was proud of it I expected and Tom expected to get some of the shit that you see on those toxic Facebook groups. Oh, screw her or this and that. Look, me and Tom always talk about the fact that 
there's some people that we just roll our eyes. They're harmless people, but there's no kiss can do no wrong. Paul making an antipasta salad. That's the greatest antipasta salad I've ever seen. Oh, Paul, you're so handsome. Oh, Paul, this or, you know, Gene friggin picking his nose. Oh, my God, that's the best booger I've ever seen in my life. Oh, you're the great. We get that. And, you know, we roll our eyes at it, but it is what it is. And that's fine. But for this, though, for us, like, I can't I can't say enough about you guys and what you do and how you are with us and the interaction and all that stuff. And, you know, it, it shows. And that's and Carrie picked up on that. She doesn't get that from other podcasts. She gets it from us because she gets it from you guys. And that's the difference that I feel. And you guys are to be commended. We didn't get shit bags on our fucking podcast uh, um, feedback. We got one person that said, I saw it somewhere, Tom, they called it, oh, a cash grab. You know what? Nobody engaged him. Fuck off. Exactly. It's not a fucking cash grab, you fucking dumbass. She could have fucking written this book. This could have been a football book, you know, and she really wanted to make money and just cater it to the NFL fans about her relationship with John Elway. And that would have fucking been killer. She could have done a million other things. You know, read her book. See the adventure. See the people that she's fucking that have been in and out of her life. Read her story. It's amazing. It should be a book. It should be a fucking movie for all for all we you know about, especially about a relationship with Eric. It's inspiring. It's a good book. It's a good story. It's not a fucking cash grab. Those so, are the fucking all- jealous people that are oh oh always got to think there's something out there. Anybody's doing something successful. It's got some bad motive or bad intentions. Like, you know, fuck off. So, with all due respect to everybody out there, and you know, I'm very, very pleased that we did not get more of that because there's a lot of people out there that are just fucking hateful, miserable fucks. And I think Zeus just mentioned the one negative comment. Yeah, I, I mean, feel bad doing that because we had so much, and I'm giving the attention that it doesn't deserve. Yeah, but fuck him. We didn't say who his name is, and he's a, the person's no, but I'm not it. In general, right. I want to commend people because that's not us. And believe me, we have a, you guys are just as many of you as just as negative fucks as we are about shit. <laughs> and right. we, that's, but we that's don't. Also, that's time. also true. We don't waste our time going on something just to shit on it. No. constantly go on no. somebody else's page to shit on what they're doing. Like we have an opinion. We talk about it on our show, right? We have an opinion about the band because we love the band and we expect more from them. We're not going to go on fucking grim reaper fucking Facebook page and tell them, Hey, you people that like this group, you're fucking idiots. And that band sucks. We're not like, going to they're, they're a- Steve Wright's Halloween fan page and, and shit on him that he likes. They're that- a- there are Facebook groups out there where people go on there just to say, Ace and Peter, that's, that's the only kiss that exists. If you're going to make any other comments, you're going to get kicked out of the group. Oh, ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, you, meanwhile, you know, these guys are like jerking off to their copy of Sonic Boom. You know, it's just fucking awful. All right. See, now we're going to get into a rant. Let's stay on target here. We got, we got, good, we got good stuff to get to. All right. But in general, it comes yeah. back, circles back to thank you guys. Thank you for being you know, making our show be the place that Carrie fucking can't say enough about. And yep. it's not just us. It's you guys. So you guys rock. And we're going to keep continuing 
making this show rock for you guys. Anyways, Tom, let's turn this around. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. and go into KISS News. Okay, so this week was the 35th anniversary of Asylum, and everybody loves that album. A lot, you saw a lot of interaction, a lot of uh, social media posting on stuff on that, you know, talking about favorite songs, the cover, the era, etc. And our buddy, my favorite, Bruce, did an awesome video, personal video right in his living room talking about the album. He talked about the videos. He talked about the album cover. He talked about how it was recording, writing, just great stuff. And it was only like a 10-minute video, but it was awesome. And that's the stuff that we want. And what did we get from Paul and Gene about the anniversary of Asylum? Crickets. Nothing. 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 How? How do you not acknowledge that? I mean, you know, it, it, like, like, like there needs to be more of a, of a difference between how much I love I'm, Bruce. I'm getting frustrated with you. How the fuck are you? Su- why are you surprised? They didn't do I'm anything not, about a live. I didn't say I was surprised. I didn't. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Saying, they didn't say anything about a live. They're going to say, well, I know. About asylum. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just making a point. I'm absolutely not surprised. Tom I'm just busy. Tom, he's going to ride his bike around the beach and go around and, and yell at people for not wearing masks. He's very busy, as you can see from his Facebook posts. Pandemic Pee Wee Paul. (laughs) And a good friend of ours pointed out that his mask has got some sort of fucking blister or lipstick stains on it when it it sounds. It's got like his fucking face makeup shit all over it. (laughs) Fucking get out there. The world is open. And then I saw some comments. People like, fuck off, Paul. I live in Australia. Nothing's open. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly people were like, you're the greatest Paul Stanley. Oh, here am I. Here's me on my fucking big wheel going down the street. 
Oh, Paul, this is amazing. I put on my rollerblades and I was skating, thinking of you. It's amazing. I love your social media posts. I like I like these. I also like the ones when you post pictures of fucking statues from the Museum of Fine Arts. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, he's got pictures of sanitation workers in New Jersey. He's putting <laughs> what? Yeah, he's got a new post on Twitter where sanitation workers are dancing and shit. Loving what? work or finding a way to love it makes all the difference. Thank you for my smile. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> so just like, dude, you love your work? Okay, what's your job, Paul? You remember? Oh, yeah, I was in a band called Kiss. What is the matter with him? Yeah. <sighs> and find some inspiration. Michelangelo's Pieta. What? Dude, again, stop trying to be this Renaissance man. You fucking wrote who wants to be lonely and fucking uh all night. You are not going to be considered Sir Paul Stanley by the you're not gonna get knighted. I'm sorry. Can I just jump in here for a minute? I'm looking at the tweet of Paul saying find some inspiration with the Michelangelo thing. Yeah. And this just made me fucking laugh. Because our buddy Zandon Black wrote, I don't understand this. And then Murph responded, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just funny like no and then you got these other people i couldn't agree with you more yeah you know deuce put the guy he put the fucking most interesting man in the world i haven't the words <laughs> fucking shaking his heads yeah it's just uh, i don't know whatever john gross pandemic paul for getting two another two anniversaries with asylum and animal eyes right I know, whatever, whatever. It's just, it's just annoying. He's just a fucking. He's a parody. He's a cartoon character now. You know, pandemic Paul. He's he's a fucking serious about doing this, guys. About a cartoon, a pandemic Paul. It's just brutal. It's just brutal. So other stuff in the news. So Zeus, this was great. You posted this on our show page. The the picture of all the different vinyl variants of uh, Ace um, Origins Two. You know, there's the gold, there's the blue, there's the swirl, there's the fucking whatever, a million of them. Ace it, puked it, on this copy one. And, yeah. And you made and you made a joke about Ace is all about the music. And imagine if Gene did this, blah, blah, blah. This was this was perfect because I don't even think this was the intention of the social media post, but it came back perfect because it proved two things that I don't even think you intended it to prove, and it proved A. A, a it proved that fucking KISS fans are completely humorless. So serious and so fucking humorless. The other thing it proved was that the ace kiss ass universe is real. It is real because two things. Zeus and I, we're not in the record business, but we know that normally the artists don't have any control over this. It's the distributor or the manufacturer. Okay. It was kind of a joke comparing the way ace talks about it and the way Gene talks about it. Everyone's like, uh, you you know this, this this is the record company. Ace probably doesn't even know anything about this. Well, well, you know at least it's not you know Kiss selling uh, caskets and condoms. I'm like, can you imagine if the roles? You know, I'm gonna do some political whataboutism here, Zeus. Can you imagine if Kiss released an album with twelve different varieties? They would be get they'd get fucking raked over the coals. Gene Simmons, typical money grab, typical money. But this is like. Oh, Ace probably doesn't even know. That's the record company. I just thought it was hilarious and just funny that like 
instantaneous ace defense. Meanwhile, that Uh-oh. Muppet ace friendly. Holy fuck balls. Dude, his fucking nose is. Dude, his fucking nose is. <laughs> he has like, it's growing. Like, it's like an inflatable nose. Like, I don't understand what's happened to that poor guy. Actually, on- I. I Actually, I do, but I'm going to reserve comment. But he was on AX Access TV, whatever A- Axis, the hell that Axis is. TV, yeah. On an interview, this poor hot interview lady was talking to him. It was it, it. Honestly, you have to lower your expectations so bad to 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 give him some credit of being able to talk like a normal human being. He can't speak. He can't have a con. Hey. So Ace, what is it like? Oh, you and you, Joe. Where are you now? Uh, my girlfriend's house, and you know she's my new girlfriend, and I I live with her and her kid. And uh, dude, nobody asked you about this fucking shit. And yeah, I met her at a concert. Uh, uh, what, dude? He sounds like he's like like he's there's something wrong with him. And it, well, there is something wrong with him. <laughs> he, I mean, it's just it's embarrassing. Like who told him to put his face out there and fucking do interviews? I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say too much, but oh. Ace Ace is just he the poor guy just looks like a fucking disaster. That doesn't mean that we don't love him and we don't we don't love his music. Oh. And 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 I'll be t- I'll be honest with you, I have not ordered Ace Origins two on vinyl. I have not ordered that because not enough of the material on there I like. I'll get the CD. Uh, I won't get the vinyl. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I don't buy any vinyl. But I, I'll I, get the CD to add to I've, my collection, of course. Origin, Origins Volume 1 I thought was really good. And this this looks good. So it's not... I mean, he can still play and perform, but I just don't need to see his face on a camera anymore. <laughs> Holy shit, the poor yeah. guy. <laughs> can you imagine seeing him with his makeup on? His, his fucking nose would look like a like Jendel. Like... <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck happened to my face? Hey, Curly, what the fuck? I think I forget who it was today that said it to us. Was it Tony? Was it Tony uh, from Restrained that said something that looks like a WC Fields? Oh, yeah. Nose. I know. It's, it's, it's unbelievable, a poor guy. Yeah, it's just, oh, God. Anyway, Ace has been promoting his thing that you know good for him i hope the cd is good i don't know i haven't i don't have it yet we'll find out soon enough we'll probably review it at some point but yep. oh, he's not what you would call a handsome man oh he's 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 like a bad like you say he's just a bad muppet yeah he looks like a muppet <laughs> he's just a bad um, muppet and uh one other thing uh doc had mcgee had an estate sale yeah uh, i don't know people were going there this morning i saw somebody post something I don't know what he was selling. Probably some kiss items that people were excited to get and hoping to get. Maybe he was uh, selling some uh, autographed pictures of the critic. <laughs> it's like the critic, <laughs> the cartoon. People are like, oh, is he broke? He's not broke. An estate sale. I mean, Jericho had an estate sale. People have them when they're, you know, they have a big house. They're moving. Well, like you called it. It's like a, a yard sale. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a rich person's yard sale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead of bringing everything with you, you're like, fuck it. Let's get rid of it. I bought all this shit. It's wicked expensive. I'm going to buy new shit. I don't want to just throw this shit away. You put a state sale up. And then I think, I think, I think, I think the reason people got a little, you know, over dramatic 
is I saw some comments on some other things like, oh, Gene, Gene sold one of his houses. You know, now Doc is selling one of his houses. Is, ah. is, the, is the fact that they're not touring, is this having some kind of financial impact on, on the band and Doc and the manager? I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, who knows? You know, no tour, no cruise, no merchandise. I don't know. I just thought I, I thought that was interesting. I think financially fine, but they pro- oh yeah, I think so too. I, I know Gene is because of you, the fan. Yep, <laughs> the fans. <laughs> you have lined my pockets. Um. <laughs> so the other thing we you didn't really want to touch on. This is something that I want to touch on. Oh, so I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna speak up about it, and that speak is speak up That is the crazy ex girlfriend of Ace putting all sorts of insanity out there on the internet i cannot believe that uh paul and gene have not yet sued her uh i did see someone someone said there was a, a cease and desist out there for her. but she is i'm not going to give it any credence throwing out the most heinous comments like just purposely trying to malign their reputations as about as bad as you can get or say about somebody, she's saying it about all of these guys, including Ace. The only one who doesn't get anything, at least I haven't heard yet, was Peter. Everybody else gets so much shit. It is disgusting what she's accusing them of. She, it to me, it just seems like desperate person throwing shit against the wall because she knows the Kiss fans will gravitate towards anything about Kiss. It's just disgusting. Yeah, the She's only crying th- about not having a place to live and there's a pandemic out there. Yeah, no shit. The only yeah. thing I'm going to say on this, if I can just jump in real quick, the only thing I'm going to say is like I I I mean, are there people the only people that I can imagine that like this there can't be people that believe what she said. I mean, she is the the poor woman is like fucking insane. I mean, I mean, the stuff that she is saying, I mean, we're not going to repeat it because it's just despicable and fucking disgusting. But, you know, she finds her way into the news. And then thanks to social media and the the kiss groups and the message boards, it takes on a life of its own. The woman is fucking gone. Have some self-respect is what I exactly. Oh, he left me, you know, and I was with him for 11 years. Yeah, it's called the relationship. They end sometimes. Yeah. Divorces happen. People move on. You are a fully functioning adult. Work. Or you live in California, the place where there's probably a million good faith charities out there that could help you. Get on food stamps. Get on welfare. There's plenty of opportunities for you. There are shelters in place for you. Do not sit there and fucking try to drag down other people because you can't make something of yourself. So the only people that you know are other people that are successful. So let me drag them down or they'll have to pay me money to shut me up. Which is proof that that a couple of maybe a month ago, that thing we reported on where she created a website and she was having like an ace memorabilia sale. I mean, clearly, we don't even know what happened with that. If that was even a real thing. But obviously that shit was like stolen. It wasn't even, you know, she's just a mess. Watch. See the difference between her and Carrie. Oh, God. Right. Night night day. No, night and day. Not even close. Not yeah. night day. She, Carrie has a, a legitimate grievance with Paul. Look how she handled it. Ah, maybe she called him, a, a, uh, made fun of his appearance or something. Ah, big deal. But she didn't go behind the belt. She didn't do that about the other celebrities she could have in her book. 
No, she no. reported on factual events that happened that even Paul acknowledges happened. Obviously, different ver- different different var- side, yeah, different, point of exactly, view, on it. different variances on the on what happened. But yeah, she's not making up stuff. No, and then so finally, I want to get into one last thing before we get turn it over, Tom. Yeah, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Yep, we had about I don't know, maybe close to ten people send us direct messages, Tom. <laughs> Scott oh. Wheeler just put something up. Fuck! Here this we go. Poor lady. Don't say the name because everybody, everybody will figure it out on their own. But all you guys that sent us the direct messages, Scott, to yes, that's it. And we have the exact photo. If you want to see what we're talking about, that started it all. It's the worst photo I've ever seen. And uh, yeah, and I feel bad. Scott it just, proved- just Scott just put this up, Tom. I got to read this. Go ahead. Great episode. Carrie was so honest and genuine. Also, I have to know, were you talking about so-and-so? Because and he puts a photo up and he's like, this looks like a burrito night. <laughs> we are so fucking immature that now it's like a virus we've spread to our listeners. Now, you got we had another person comment and say, I know who you're talking about. I can never look at her her page ever again. You've, you've ruined it for me. Yep. Like, the comments that we got on direct messages oh, oh my are God. fucking hysterical. How, every, but everybody guessed right. Everybody that guessed it to us guessed correctly. Yeah, we got. I won't say the name. He goes, "Oh, this one who poses with the albums." I used to. I used to think she was hot. <laughs> like that's awful. Now we fucking ruined this. We ruined it for everybody. Oh, oh my god, so uh, bad. <laughs> I used to think now I'm never going to unsee it. Oh my God. (laughs) Just brutal. I know. I'm sorry, but he just, he just tweeted that. And I had to say something, Tom, but anyways, what a a great transition to go from her to our advertisers. Yeah. So (laughs) when you're in the mood for hot, sexy items, it's, (laughs) it's taco Tuesday. Visit adamandeve.com. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up that burrito in your bedroom is even better. <laughs> when you want a Pittsburgh platter, someone. <laughs> if you're looking to spice up that rusty trombone. <laughs> and leave a Cleveland steamer. Oh, God. Almighty. <laughs> It's wrong with us. Where do you go, Tom? <laughs> I can't even get through this. We are going to have to have somebody record this so we can just edit it because I can't read these anymore. <laughs> Select almost any one item for fifty percent off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter promo code Loudcast at checkout. Get ten tantalizing free gifts. Sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. Plus six free spicy enchiladas i mean spicy movies (laughs) (laughs) and free shipping that's promo code loudcast at adamandeve.com we gotta hire carrie to read that we need a sexy voice we don't want to hear my my, my, people don't want to know but no dirty sanchez (laughs) (laughs) 40 year old virgin (laughs) it's about connection 
It's all about connections. It's just about cock and ass and pits mm -hmm. and butthole pleasures. It's not about butthole pleasures at all. It's not about his rusty trombone and his dirty Sanchez. Please stop. And his Cincinnati bow tie. Moose. And his pussy juice cocktail. And his the shit stain balls. Moose, just please stop. Just all relax. Right. That's enough. Party's oh. over. <laughs> oh, my Lord. My goodness. Anyway. <laughs> What the hell's the top? What the hell's the topic about tonight? <laughs> nice transition, guys. <laughs> so this is our third Tom yep. of TV segments for Kiss that we've yep. reviewed. Yep, we've done the Paul Lynn Halloween special. Mm -hmm. We've done the Mike Douglas show, mm -hmm. and now we're doing Land of Hype and Glory, Tom. Yes. Okay. So. You might be wondering out there, hey, what the hell is that? Did I, I don't really know that. A man who did his work in places more or less like this, P.T. Barnum, left behind one of the most often quoted sayings in the English language. At any rate, it's attributed to Barnum. There's a sucker born every minute. More to the point now, there's a consumer born every 10 seconds. But why will a consumer buy one product and not another? Well, one reason may be hype. But for those who don't really know or remember, it's on Kissology Volume 2. It's Disc 1, the first part. It's just a small excerpt on that one. So they filmed this in 1977, but it played January 10th, 1978. It was a, like a mini documentary called Land of Hype and Glory. NBC newscaster... Edwin Newmar was the narrator of this. I guess he was some big popular guy, kind of. Just think of uh, Leslie Nielsen, the naked gun. Oh, where he, not the yeah. naked gun, the airplane. Yep. The serious stiff guy. Like, oh, yep. Exactly. Uh, that's what you're basically talking about. So we were kind of intrigued by it. We watched it. We kind of remembered it. So we did some digging into this, and we thought we'd do an episode based upon the 1978 mini documentary. So it's funny because I'm not, I'm I'm not correcting Zeus or disputing him, but there's also two there's two dates for this because it report it may have it aired twice, but it also aired on December 16th, 1977, and then it, and then it aired in the January of 78 date that Zeus had too. So the problem here is it was on Kissology 2. It's a 17-minute video that's actually really good. But for some unknown, bizarre reason, on Kissology 2, they only put like a four-minute clip in it. So I want to give know. a... Okay, why? Flattering. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that. But I do want to give a shout-out to a Facebook page called The God of Thunder. It's not a Kiss page, but it's an absolutely fantastic Facebook page. If you guys listen to us, I'm sure you follow them. They were the only people we want to give them props on this because we, that was the only place that we could really find the full 17 minute unedited video from start to finish. And it's funny because Edwin Newmar or Newman, you know, the guy reminds me of uh, our friend from Revenge of the Nerds. Frankly, I'm not too fond of this next event. <laughs> Frankly, I'm not too wild about this next event, but it has become a tradition here at Adams. The belching contest. You know, like just like like you said, the stiffy stifferman. Edwin Newman was uh, the newscaster that talked about this, and it was like a mini documentary on hype. And I think he broke it down to three categories: one was like music, one was books, and the other one was movies. Uh, I think there was some author. I think they did three 
uh, Close Encounters, the third kind, whatever that was, yep. and then Kiss. They started off with Kiss. So let's break it down. Basically, they start off the footage. It's a uh, starts with like a carnival barker, mm-hmm. and um, you know, guys shouting out stuff, and then the um, the host uh, Edwin Newman is it Newman or Newmar? Newmar. Oh. Edwin Newmar comes out and says, you know, the circus is known for P.T. Barnum, who came up with the old expression, there's a sucker born every minute. So once you hear that, you know where this is going. He's calling people suckers. And guess what? We're going to talk about Kiss. Oh, okay. And then he describes what the word hype comes from, hypodermic. And, and he talks about, like, the new marketing ploys. And he uses words like desperate. Deceptive, outrageous, and then it goes into dun, 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 dun. black diamond opens, and there's our guys. Whatever it is, it is all aimed finally at you. These four men have been performing for four years. In that time, they've been responsible for selling records worth $30 million. Right after he gives a shit intro about hype, <laughs> it cuts the kiss, right? Yep. And, uh, he, you know, he go, there's a voiceover. He does a little bit of a voiceover saying, in four years, these people have sold records worth more than $30 million. And then it busts into rock and roll all night with a very weird, have you noticed that video? I, yeah, but it pretty goes out all night, baby. I want to rock and roll all night, baby. Who the fuck says that? I've never heard that before, ever. Not only that, if you listen to that, that almost sounds like a woman. That does not sound like Paul or Gene. It, I don't know. It's definitely it's, Paul. It's not Gene. No, no, I know it's not Gene, but it's just a very, it's very, sounds very weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. Then he goes into saying, you know, they are the favorite rock group of American teenagers. The name Kiss, for no re- for a reason not immediately apparent. I love that. I lo- it's just so dismissive and condescending. So he's like he's so he's so upset with the band. By some accounts, they are the favorite rock group of American teenagers. Their name, for no reason immediately apparent, is Kiss. Yeah. Like, 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 you have to have a reason for your name. Yeah. Well, there's a, uh, are go ahead. Poison. Are you really poison? Did you guys, are you a manufacturing a group of poison? Like, that's just our name. Like, what the fuck? They just named Kiss, buddy. There's a website I found called dangerousminds.net, and they did like a short little paragraph about this thing. But the name of the article is NBC explains Kiss to old people. <laughs> Which is exactly, it's hilarious. You got, you guys got to watch this, but go ahead, Zeus. <laughs> yeah, it's like Ted Koppel here with Gene Simmons. Um, From Kiss. Yeah, it, it's just such a, it, it's seriously, it's like your, it's like your grand, it's like your grandpa being like, what's this Kiss band? Like, it's just so And funny. then he gets into this. They've sold those albums. And he's like, it has something, like so something yep. to do with their music. But more to the way they are hyped in package. There is a reason for the extraordinary success of KISS. 
It has something to do with their music, but it has more to do with the way they are hyped and packaged. Let's unwrap that package. Yep. I guess some, some, maybe, maybe one person likes their music. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? But you know what I like is they go, they cut away to those, that famous photo session. Come on, give me more time. Right. Yes, which is terrific because the thing I love about that, you're a diehard Kiss fan, okay? You watch this video, you're seeing the photo shoot in action of some of those, that famous Paul shot with him squatting with the guitar between his legs. You're seeing that live action of Gene in front of uh, the Sam Serpent, Ace, yep. Peter. It's that alive two photo shoots. Terrific. It's terrific. Absolutely. And then he mentions how the band came together. Six years ago, Gene Simmons, then 22, yeah. was a sixth grade school teacher in Queens in New York City. With a guitar player named Paul Stanley, he formed a band that played in small clubs and bar rooms around New York. That band flopped, but Simmons and Stanley felt that they could and would become stars. They invested in some large equipment and decided to start a major rock band. They auditioned 30 guitarists and chose Ace Freely, who had been delivering liquor in the Bronx. Sit down. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Wider. Great. Great. Oh, that's been... From the hordes of rock drummers, they took Peter Chris, who had been advertising himself in New York newspapers. And, you know, and Ace Freely, who had been delivering liquor in the Bronx. <laughs> like, that's the way you reference Ace Freely. You know, like uh, it, oh my a God. talented guitar player from New York, but it's a, a guy who's been delivering liquor and probably had a few before he uh, finished yep. his route. Yep. Um, and then he says, and then they show Bill a coin from the seventies. That I found that interesting. I was really interested in seeing Bill a coin, and they actually talked to him, except for the fact that Bill a coin became some guy straight out of Ireland and became Bill O'Coin. Did you yeah, notice I've, that? I've heard people call him that before. Bill O'Coin. I've heard that. I don't I don't I don't know if I don't think that's the right way to pronounce it, but I've heard a lot of people say O'Coin. <laughs> like the eh, top of the morning to you. It's like say President Barack Obama. <laughs> Bill O'Coin. <laughs> oh. The band was formed. Now came the time to sell it. The key step was to persuade Bill O'Coin to take over the management. Great. <laughs> oh god. god um from the beginning emphasized style over substance oh god just many so, of the so kiss mocking. gimmicks that worked from the beginning kiss emphasized style over substance they went heavy on trappings makeup came first it set them apart from everyone else and gave them an aura of mystery each member developed his own alter ego it was the first of many KISS gimmicks that worked. Costumes were next, complete with black leather, aluminum studs, and 8-inch platform heels. They never allow themselves to be photographed out of character. All of this sort of thing, designed to control what the public thinks of KISS and how the public thinks of KISS, is overseen by their manager, Bill O'Coin. Why is Kiss never photographed without makeup? 
basically it is because their their fantasies and the characters that we're portraying um, they always must be in character the other real reason here is that we're building we're portraying them bigger than life they're superheroes superheroes super hype and then they do this clip where they show them walking to the stage Fucking and awesome. you know Paul knows that the video is on and they're recording him so and it just oh my god it's like so hamming it up for the camera here we go again we're going to do another great show have a good time rock and roll for the people it makes everybody happy I want to dance I want to sing I want to be somebody I want to dance I want to sing what the fuck was that and you see Big John Hart walking through with him you forgot you the notice? best line. Yeah, you forgot. Oh, yeah, Big John. You forgot the best line. It's like, Wait, I want to dance. I want to sing. I want to be somebody. <laughs> like, dude, are you want to dance with somebody? Are you the lead singer a kiss? Or are you getting ready to do a Broadway show? Hey, I want to dance with somebody. Like, what is that? But what? <laughs> Go ahead. Because the best part of this is right after he says that. As he says that in the background, yeah. You see Ace behind Gene holding up a cup of beer. And he just goes, ah! It's it's my favorite part of the entire video. It's like, it's like he doesn't remember anything. He thinks he's still back on the set because he sees cameras. Yep. And he doesn't know any lines from Phantom of the Park. Yep. So they're like, ah, just say what you said there. Ah! <laughs> but it's like the most perfectly timed. And, he, and him holding up the cup of beer. Gene's doing his thing. Peter looks like he's... Yes. He looks like he's in a fucking coma. He looks like he's in a coke fucking totally flatlined, like dead. He's like, like Gene is all like doing his gestures, his his motions. Ace is fucking shit faced, and he's like, yeah, rock and roll. Peter doesn't make a sound, doesn't make a face. Look to him. They don't acknowledge him. Is in the band. Then they pop out. I stole your love. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, it was awesome. Then he talks about. 40 amplifiers, 150 speakers, more than any other rock band. 103 <laughs> decibels. This is Ted Couple. <laughs> then he goes, um, which would te- which would technically be called loud. <laughs> like, what the fuck? No shit, Gramps. <laughs> then he's like, the, the set, the set. It, 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 what? <laughs> this reminds him. I remember in like... We used to watch Bruins games and be grandfather Fred Cusick. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I'm going somewhere with this. Go ahead. Keep and going. so they would always be like, coming up next after the game is Dana Hersey's The Movie Loft. And then all of a sudden, TV 38 became UPN. Yep. And he'd be like, coming up next after the Bruins games, homeboys from out of space, <laughs> followed by Moesha. <laughs> worst white guy <laughs> do you remember those shows yes but hearing but but hearing fred like literally he probably makes edwin numa look cool if you this is a boston <laughs> reference by the way fred cusick god rest his soul oh my but, god oh my god just like the whitest man <laughs> And then they go into playing. Um, oh, they mentioned that the stage costs a million dollars. Yeah, that he goes. The stage is designed for power. The double SS 
to look like lightning bolts. Ooh! Yeah. Ah! See, I made it to look like the SS because they're two Jews and I'm a uh, German. Exactly. What the fuck? fuck? Holy shit. Um. The fabricating of Kiss has transformed four ordinary young men from New York into figures of fantasy for millions of young people. In the eyes of their fans, they are more than musicians, more than celebrities. They are superstars. In the frenzied world of rock, where the audiences are young and volatile, Kiss has found a simple formula for success. Hit those audiences so hard with a barrage of gimmicks, stunts, and theatrics that they won't be able to forget you. Everything is intended to project the notion of power. The double S's at the end of the KISS logo are designed to look like lightning bolts. The sound equipment has 40 amplifiers and 150 speakers, more than any other rock band has, which blast out 130 decibels. In technical terms, 130 decibels may be described as loud. The stage set includes drum risers and platforms that go up and down. It cost a million dollars. By appearing in this way before a million seven hundred thousand people every year, KISS has developed a devoted following among the record-buying public. For KISS, the live performance is the best commercial for their records, and their tours are timed to the release of new ones. Then they play Firehouse. Yeah. It's a gene, the vampire breathes fire. Yeah. Look, for, let me what? jump in here. <laughs> let me jump in here. Okay. First of all, all the footage is my fucking favorite because it's all a live to Love Gun stage setup. Oh, yeah. Fucking amazing. Who referred to him as the vampire? Is that a thing? I, I think they, he just got confused. Okay. Because I've never heard that before. I've heard like the demon, like the bat. Or whatever, but the vampire? I don't know. The blood, I think he doesn't... Hold up, homeboy! <laughs> Are you a vampire and vomits blood? Um, and then he interviews the band a little bit. Yeah. And it obviously, the two main guys speak, just like every single fucking time. Yep. Um, Kiss, Paul. Kiss is more exciting than four slobs who need... Who need a shave? So fucking dumb. Like, what? Did, how, how long did it take you to write that joke, Paul? Oh yeah, he, he's practicing his his lines that he'll repeat for the next forty years. Exactly. Um, putting glamour back into rock and roll. And, and meanwhile, then, and, and then Peter Peter literally looks like a mannequin. Like he's not even. There's no part of his body I think is even moving. Then the camera like pans on him, and he looks like uh, like. Ace gone. tried to say something. Yeah, I heard that too. And then they cut him off like yep. quickly, as though Gene was like off him, and they fucking cut him, panned away from him. Like it's the precursor, it's like the precursor to the Tom Snyder interview. Yeah, they they him to stop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy throws, tries to throw in his face, in Gene's face. Didn't you say that your music is average at best? She's like, I didn't fucking say that, buddy. That's no, no, no. When I heard that question, now me and you follow politics. 
I'm sitting there going, motherfucker, this shit was going on in 1977 with the media. Like, take it, taking a quote, spinning it, and being like, you called your music average. How did you sell all these records if it's average? Like, like and then Gene, who's obviously very intelligent and knows how to speak his mind, he's like, no, 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 no. Let me explain what I said by that. And he did. He made a good point. He pretty much said our music's dumb and accessible to people. You don't have to think about it. Yeah, he's like, it's fun. You don't have to be a... a- or uh connoisseur or virtuoso to understand what we're talking about and singing about right it's accessible to people yep. that's what he's trying to say yep. and then my favorite part in this whole thing was and then he says they were talking about art and stuff like that well what kind of art is it when you pretend to vomit blood on stage and then gene quickly goes back who says it's pretend that was awesome. That was great. That was great. Cause but if you watch, he broke character. The guy, he started laughing. He did. He found, he, I think he realized, all right, these guys are playing the act. These are smart guys. Of course. He's a smart cat. Like this isn't some idiot trying to be, this isn't the sex pistols guy trying to be like outrageous. This guy is playing this part because he's, but, he, but he's smart. That's the thing back that even, I mean, even back then they were young. Gene could speak. You know, he's, we know, we know not Gene's not an idiot. And even back then when they were young, this was 1977. He was like, no, no, no. Like he, he, you know, great marketing knows how to defend himself and explain himself. And you're right. That's when the, the, the host was like, okay, these guys are pretty cool. I get it. Yeah. And then he asked, and then Gene likes to say, why are you looking for meaning where there is none? Yep. Like, what, I don't understand. What is all this blood and makeup and breathing fire? And stuff? he's like, because we like doing it. it's fun it's yeah there's no fucking hidden meeting behind it fantasy like, oh. live on stage fantasy he said oh no it's it's part of the fucking when the dinosaurs ruled the earth iron maiden skit where the caveman's oh. co- like no God, there's none right. of that shit right it's just right. fucking cool and badass yep right a high point or hype point in the kiss concert comes when gene simmons the vampire breathes fire Another hype point comes when Simmons vomits blood. That's in the big number, God of Thunder. Writing in the Soho Weekly News said rock and roll is not dying of old age, it is being bludgeoned to death with press kits, playlists, advertising campaigns, hype, hype, hype. It is also obvious and insidious that it's almost boring. Now, are you, is, is KISS bludgeoning rock to death? I think KISS is a lot more exciting than four slobs walking on stage who need a shave. You know, I think we're putting glamour back into rock and roll. And um, we merchandise it in a certain way. We, we try to make the most out of it. We try to make it as colorful as possible. You, Gene, have stated in an interview that your music is average or maybe less than average rock. And yet you've sold more than $30 million worth of records. Now, if your music is only average or less than I average. Think what I meant to say by that, and you really got to clarify all this stuff, is that our music is intentionally easily accessible. We don't try to make the music... Uh, too complex and too 
self-indulgence so that our fans, that's a big word, self-indulgence, that's two words, so that our fans can understand it, and that's the kind of music we like to play. What I mean by average is that you are capable of understanding it if you've got average musical insight. You don't have to be a virtuoso to understand the music. We're not making art, we're, we're playing rock and roll, and rock and roll is a, um, but what is the art form that is involved when you pretend to be vomiting blood on the stage? What is that? Who told you it was pretend? <laughs> uh, let's say it. We have you want to say it. What, 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 what are you expressing with that? Why are you looking for meaning where there is none? What we're trying to do is to put on fantasy, live, walking, exploding, vomiting, just oh, everything, really? smoking fantasy live on stage when you go there's to an see... art there's an art to, to projecting a fantasy to uh, two million people or three million people there's an art to selling out halls 20,000 seat halls every night that in itself is an art and then he says that uh, rock was beginning to be to protest business big business and now it is big business and then yeah. they cut to foreigner uh, cold as ice. You remember? Yeah, yeah it kind of it kind of then it pivots to kind of like a general discussion about radio and concerts and record sales and rock in general. Yeah, and they interviewed Rolling Stones uh, tour manager Peter Rudge and talking about how airplay, how they get airplay, and then airplay gets to you know record sales and record sales gets to concerts. And they're like, but Kiss is an exception. They made it without radio. And then they show the Kiss warehouse. That was awesome. How awesome would it be to be in there then? All that shit. Um, that <laughs> 1977, the, the, the unbelievable merchandise. That stuff yeah. is great. Kiss warehouse in tie-ins worth $3 million a year. And then what word did he use? He said, saying this sort of thing is called exploitation. See, that word, I understand what, I under, first of all, this is NBC News. The audience is older people. That's called marketing and merchandising. If you want, yeah. if you want to be technically correct with your terms, okay, are you exploiting your name? Yeah, but that's what marketing and merchandising is. But exploitation has such a negative connotation exactly. that that's, that's the word they chose to use. That's what he was coming into this with, you know? Of course. Oh, yeah. Radio sells rock and the other way around. There was an exception. KISS made its way in the early days without radio. It promoted itself in other ways. It still does. KISS permits no promotional possibilities to slip away. This warehouse ships KISS t-shirts, hats, necklaces, buttons, belt buckles, jackets, pictures, and posters. Tie-ins worth $3 million a year. The tie-ins also promote KISS records. In the business, this sort of thing is called, not without reason, exploitation Close. they cut to the comic book and where have, you, where have you seen that clip before oh exactly it's all it's the clip that you guys know from extreme close-up yep uh comic books and this is an interesting point tom Go ahead. appeals to young fans who don't buy records but will someday and then i yeah. can think of kiss was doing it back then they're doing it today with the scooby-doo dvd Absolutely. Building a fan base, and that's why their fans have been going for 40 years and still going strong. Yep. They get them while they're young. You may not buy my record, but you know who we are. That's right. And then someday you'll hear something, and you'll equate it. 
You'll mm-hmm. like that song by them. Then you'll buy an album. Then you start digging into the back catalog. And then you become a fan for life. And then you get your kids into it because fucking Scooby-Doo comes out and they get into it. it mm-hmm. Brilliant. Right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But the yeah. disgust, the sound, the, he's just, he just is like, oh, this is just ridiculous. Like, you know, he's like the guy from, you know, I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty yeah. much what it was. The grandfather from fucking Weird, Weird Science. Si- yeah, exactly. I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. He won't, you know. He doesn't stand for baloney. So the clip is basically the lur- the last word news clip from Extreme Close-Up. Well, maybe Kiss knows something that we don't. And then they always remember, I remember from the Extreme Close-Up, where they showed to Ace, and Ace is like waving his finger like, aha, to all those people. I love how they timed that. And then he cuts away and he goes, a real classy act. <laughs> that was amazing. Like I'm more of that I- in Extreme Close-Up. No, because they didn't go to that. They didn't cut back to the new to the guy in the newsroom in the extreme close up. So when I saw that, they, I'm like more disgust. A, a real classy act, guys. <laughs> like just <laughs> back to you, Gertrude. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Like, <laughs> and I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Over to you, Mort Kondracki. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, God. And there is the Kiss comic book, a mighty seller, which appeals to even younger fans who don't buy records now, but will later on. Walk. Tonight, we have the last word in promotional stunts. Arcana Graphics and Depew will soon start printing a new comic book promoted as being printed with real Kiss blood. Newsletter's Mike Hegedus was on hand today when the donors showed up. Kiss is going to have its own comic book soon, featuring the four strangely attired and hairy fellows to be printed by Arcata Graphics. Printed in, if you believe everything you're told, in real Kiss blood. To that end, Kiss flew into Buffalo today, yes, with a plane, a Brinks truck bringing a little white box, in which were, you guessed it, four vials of real Kiss blood, which were summarily dumped into some printing ink for the old comic book. Isn't that wonderful? The whole thing was a classic public relations stunt, one which may or may not have been in bad taste, depending on yours, one which may or may not sell comic books. It would be nice to think that people won't be sucked in by this type of thing, but then maybe Kiss knows something or reflects something about us that we don't see. A real classic act, guys. Then they cut to the other part, which is an extreme close-up, where the band is wearing those, like, fucking medieval masks and helmets. Yeah, where the, they did the, that LA radio stint and they show them going to that radio place to yeah. promote some music. And if you watch the clip closely, but this background talk, Peter does some talking on the radio show. He does. He can't hear it. He but Peter was talking on that. And they were talking about more hype and more stuff. And, you know, they're wearing the iron masks and stuff. And they were showing the love gun insert gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. History. Um, one thing, one thing I want to jump in here and say is that I noticed as I'm watching this, I'm like, cause I remember from extreme close-up, but I'm watching this. So I'm like, wait a minute. Our buddy, Ed Spangenberg from click T shop has a t-shirt called space invader in the yeah. description. In the description of the t-shirt is this 
On August 26, 1977, on the first day of the three historic concerts at the Forum, the band, including the Spaceman, visits KTNQ radio station in L.A. wearing an astronaut helmet and a mask. Here mm-hmm. is my here is my rendition of that historic event as a salute to the hottest band in the world. And it's a it's a T-shirt. It says Space Invader. And it's Ace with that disguise on holding his smoking guitar. Really yep. creative design by Ed. And I thought yep. of that as I was watching that. That's because Ed knows his shit. Shout exactly. out to Ed at Click T Shop. Absolutely. Um, and they mentioned that press agent Al Ross and Bill Olcoin was <laughs> yep. there. Um, did you then, also notice? Did you also what? notice that? Did you also notice during that entire thing, fucking Ace with the ray gun? You, all you heard is and it kept showing Ace like shooting the fucking ray gun. I'm like, oh god, Ace. It was Ace. Exactly. Yes, it was. Peter um, Peter's rocking the urban sombrero with his disguise. <laughs> Microseconds away from Kiss Gene. Here the superheroes are in Los Angeles descending on a radio station for another publicity stunt. Although they wore helmets, they were, in some astounding fashion, recognized by some hardcore fans who were themselves made up for the occasion. A promotional stunt like this is what the historian Daniel Borston defined years ago as a pseudo-event, something being staged for the express purpose of attracting attention, like a movie premiere or a ribbon-cutting ceremony. The spontaneity here is staged. The disorder has a purpose. It gives KISS free exposure over the airwaves in a major market, and it does so in a way that attracts the press, and so generates even more publicity. This is hype compounded. Manager Bill O'Coin and press agent Al Ross are close by, as usual, masterminding the operation. Everybody at the concert would like to play something. It is good for KISS, good for the station. Everybody's happy. And then they go back to Black Diamond and um, he calls it their live uh, performance is a choreographed assault. An invasion, dude. Relax, settle down, Ted Koppel. I mean, you know, honestly, you, the guy needs to fucking settle down. Yeah, and then uh, he was talking about um, the live concert that they were filming for twelve dollars in time for the Christmas market. Alive too. Imagine that. Right? Yep. Yep. Talk about alive too. They're all millionaires. The youngest, 26. The oldest, 31. Superheroes, superstars, super hype, super. super in- yep. And then the risers go up. Insane. The end of Black Diamond. And you watch that and you're like, what the fuck? Can you imagine if you were there for that? No. That not, that's Kiss at its peak. The absolute apex of them that a lot that solos before they do um dynasty before the fans turned on them everything was set right then perfect 
perfect. What an ending, right? The risers go up, Peter's yep. drums in its full height. Oh my god, it looks insane. And it was interesting too that they ended with Black Diamond. Yep. Like like that was their closer, you know? And I like it too because the host said because like you said, that th- this documentary or whatever you want to call it about hype, you know, he's with music and then movies and books. He's like, publishing is a dignified business. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bookworm. <laughs> Next up, homeboys from outer space. <laughs> oh, go ahead. And then how does it wrap up with our buddy Gene? What does he say? What a way to make a living. And he has like that funny looking face. It's so much that they're trying to say, look at Gene laughing at all you people. Exactly. Like he's, like he's a joke. He just swindled all you fucking idiots. Yep. Yep. Concert is less a concert than it is a choreographed assault, an invasion. This invasion was recorded live with one and a half million albums and twelve dollars each rushed out in time for the Christmas market. The youngest kiss is twenty-six. The oldest, thirty-one. They are all millionaires. Out on the streets for a little clip of this on kissology too i understand why they only clipped a little bit of it why honestly though why do you think because i don't think it made i I think it made nbc news and the host look like old and out of touch i think it makes kiss look badass but i think it doesn't make them look badass because it's not saying how original or different they are it's making them seem like no like 
they're not even talented. They didn't talk about musician uh, musicianship, their songs, all the fans that appreciate. It was all about selling products. Yeah, I'm just wondering why they put it. I'm just wondering why they put any of it in Kissology. Oh, it's part of the history. It is clipped it. I mean, they clipped. But let's be honest, they clipped a lot of stuff. Even uh, the Paul Lynn show, they only had a small clip in there. That's true. Yeah, they could have put the whole 17 minutes of Kiss's portion of that mini documentary in, but they only put that section in. So I'll be honest with you, Tom. I enjoyed it because I haven't seen it. I like the small clips, the clips that I want to see more of weren't in there. Like I wanted the narrator and people to shut up and see more of the footage from the photo shoot. I wanted him to shut up when they were playing black diamond at the end. I, I you know, things like that, or get back more to the interview. I like that part. And maybe somebody else could speak besides Paul and Gene, but I'll take it for what it is. Yeah, I I actually really really enjoyed it. Um, first of all, it's the peak of Kiss. It's the it's the peak of my Kiss. You know, the Alive Two stage, the Love Gun tour, all that. I found it interesting. I mean, you know, you get to hear Bill Coin talk. The band talks a little bit. There's some behind the scenes, you know, with the merchandising. Just you know, I think I think it's a cool thing that, like you said, it's not something that's been beaten into the ground a hundred times. You know, Kissology only has a small excerpt from it. So to see the full video. I think it was well done by NBC News. I mean, it's pretty 17 minutes is a pretty long clip for news for a news clip. But it's not 17 minutes. It's Kiss is on for 17 minutes. There's that's, more that's, to the program. That's, that, right. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. The, the, the Kiss section. Yes. It's 17 minutes. Yes. Yeah. But I, 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 I thought it was great. Oh, I agree with you. Um, I think it was something different. It's not beaten into the ground. People don't really know much about it. I didn't know much about it. I don't remember it. I remember seeing a portion of it. On the when I watched, you know, Kissology 2, yep. I didn't think anything of it. Like, we want to do another TV appearance type show, and we're like looking around, like, there's the obvious ones we can do, but we're like, let's spread it around a little bit, do something different, and more importantly, let's do something fucking positive. <laughs> I was just gonna, I, I was just gonna <laughs> say, let's do some, some, some kind of a, a negative streak going here with Kiss and stuff, and I uh, want to get back to what we loved, and we love that era of Kiss at this point, still at its height. Speaking of Click T-Shop and speaking of this documentary, I'm actually wearing my Alive 2 Peter Chris Drumriser shirt right now. Zeus is looking down, realizing he does not have a Click T-Shop shirt on right now. <laughs> uh, but no, I actually found, I, I, I enjoyed it. And again, I found the tying, the tie-in with Ed, you know, again, more Click T-Shop promo here. I think it just shows how insider of a Kiss nerd Ed is like us. Like that, that's a, that's a random pull for a, for a graphic on a t-shirt. It's great. And when I saw it, I was like, shit, he's got a shirt with that. Uh, but that being said, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was well done by NBC news. It proved the point that they wanted it to. It made these guys look bombastic. And maybe like Zeus said at the end, you know, look at us, we're stealing your money. We're taking your money. But I thought it was, I, I, I liked it. You know, I just, like I said, I've already said it, but I wish the, uh, the, the full part of it was on Kissology because it's tough to find. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed it. It's not in that because there's not so much stuff there. Like I said, I wish they'd cut away from that, but there's not that much there that I would want to keep repeating seeing it. Right, right. It's not like long interviews or interesting facts getting brought out. And it's a fucking negative old white guy. Yeah, stiff it is. guy. There's a rock band named Kiss. A name. 
not apparently imminent to me as to why. Yeah. You know, it's just, just, just dismissive. But I think that's what I think. I think anybody watching, I think that makes kiss look that much cooler. Cause if some young kid was like, Oh, I kisses on NBC news. Th- then the kids gonna be like, fuck. Yeah. That's my band. Even this old guy doesn't like him. If you really think about it, if you're a young kid, you're not listening to that guy. What right. did you see? Right. You saw fucking Paul wailing on his guitar. You saw Gene breathing fire. And yep. you saw him spitting blood. You hear the drum rise. You see the drum rise going up. Ace blasting on his guitar. Yep. And them fucking being cool. But I think it's one of the few times and one of the earliest times Kiss is talking. Exactly. Yeah. And right? making, I mean, and for, I mean, you know, I know we were kind of teasing Paul and stuff, but you know, kind of making sense. I mean, young guys in a popular band, they, 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 they sounded like they knew what they were talking about. Whether you agree with what they actually said, and they sounded relatively put together. They didn't if sound like idiots. Think about it. They should have been like one of the ultimate gimmick bands that could yeah. have went out. They were 26 and 31, the oldest and the youngest. Yep. That could have been the village people. Village Absolutely. people are not selling out and doing anything like that. If you they think were, about it, like a gimmick band or something like yeah, that, that. They were on Kiss the same record trying, label. People trying to lump Kiss into. Kiss is still cranking it out. Let's think right of that. Now. They were both. They were both on Casablanca. The village yeah, people. You know and, what I mean? And, like yes. Oh yeah. And to think that they're still doing what they're doing now. They're yep. laughing at all those other bands. Yep. And I think that. Sh- I think that. I think that talks about the power of their music. Like Gene said, it's simple, accessible, fun rock songs with choruses that you can sing along and rock out to. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't go to the Kansas fucking concert at Brother Mike's oh. Hall. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're the ones still selling out and selling, you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollar place, fifteen thousand seat places. Fuck everybody else. So, and this you listen to you listen to Emerson Lake and Palmer, not not me. me. Yeah, and this is why we still love the band, and this is why, like, this is exactly why we do did this podcast to talk about obscure things like this to bring up, you know, and get those feelings that you guys. That I'm sure you guys understand that you get when you see something like this again for the first time that feel like why you love this man and why you're interested. Well, exactly. this is why we have a podcast. Yep. It's not so fucking Paul can write right on his bike and eat fucking macaroni on Twitter. It's for this shit. And although this that is, is although, although, like, although that is entertaining when he does that, because then it gives us a, an, an avenue to shit on him. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Tom, before we go into the rankings? No, no. I thought it was, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Good. So, Tom, we've reviewed the Mike Douglas show, the Paul Lind Halloween special, Land of Hype and Glory. So far, Tom, you ranked Mike Douglas number one, Paul Lind Halloween special number two. I did as well. Same thing. Where are you ranking Land of Hype and Glory? Just because it's alive to... It's the it's the Love Gun era. It's got to it's going number one easy, easy number one, easy easy number one for me. You would rather see this than those other two? Yes. Oh my God, Tom. Yep. The clip that it, 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 I, I I love the Paul Lynn show, but the amount of time the kisses on it, it and again it's lip synced. Um, I do love the Mike Douglas. Like, look trying to rank stuff like this is so hard because it's all great. It's all amazing. Yeah. But, but the, the, whenever there's a tiebreaker, 
If it involves a live two or love gun, that's going to be the winner. Gotcha. Okay. For me, uh, like I said, I had the same thing as you, Mike Douglas, Paul Lynn. Land of Hype and Glory is going number three easily for me. Wow. Okay. Again, it's not bad because it's kissed during the heyday, but Paul Lynn's special is just, even Paul Lynn himself is so 70s for me. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know. It's I know. Seventies. It's a nostalgic feeling, and yep. I even though uh, like they lip sync "King of the Nighttime World," and I just thought they looked badass. Then, and you know the candles and the candelabra and all yep. that stuff was just crazy. And then the Mike Douglas special. I love the funny lines, the interaction that yep. G did on the set. But more importantly, I fucking love their rendition of "Firehouse" on there. Me too. Me too. Okay. So I love them all. I I love them all. I mean, yeah. honestly, I could. I, 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 yeah. Three isn't like three isn't uh, murder and high heels. Three exactly correct, correct, right? Right. Yep, they're all great. They're all great. Yeah. So, guys, that's our episode topic of uh, Land of Hype and Glory. Let us know what you think. Let us see. Let us know if you see it. If you want to see the full version again, hopefully we'll stir some traffic his way. God of Thunder, the Facebook page. If you go on Facebook and you actually press search, his page will come up and you can see the 17 minute unedited video of it. If you go on YouTube, you will not find it. No, it's not there for some reason. You'll only have a clip of it. Even if you do it, even found it. And even if you do a Google search, It'll bring you to the God of Thunder's Facebook page too, so it's there. Okay. And and again, give him props because I don't, he's he got it and good for him. So yeah. So Tom, uh, usually if we do the episode topic, we end up going to question. You got a question? Yeah, we got a question. This is it's not it's more of a discussion, but it's kind of a it's also obviously it's a it's in a question format. But so this is from Ricky Nichols on uh, Facebook says, has anyone else noticed that Kiss seems to be the most referred to band in movies? What movies can you name that either refer to Kiss, has music from them, or has them in the movie? Jesus Christ. So for me, the obvious ones are, I think, of Dazed and Confused, and then that movie Role Models, those two movies. Um, Why him? See, I've never seen that. But you're right, Kiss is in that. I've heard of that. The, yep, the music. Yep. Okay. Um, while you're I thinking, think, go ahead. I think of uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. The when they're at the, the radio po- station, always the in the background. That's right. The posters there. I think of that '70s show. Yeah. Oh, good one. Yep. That's right. Yep. Right. I don't um, know. Of course, I'm just thinking this on the, the top of my head. I'm drawing a blank. Family Guy. This, they're in an episode of Family Guy. Yeah, The Simpsons. Yep, obviously Scooby Doo. Um, yeah, there's so many, but there's one. So this is weird timing for this because recently I came across this movie on, uh, I think it was on Amazon Prime Video. It is the most insane and annoying movie in the world. It's a movie called Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. Okay. And- Detroit Rock City is played in the movie. Okay. So I thought it was funny when I saw this. I'm not going to give a movie review. Just if anybody out there has seen Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves, I, I, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Watch it. Come back to me on social media, either on my personal page or on the show page, because I want to know if your head exploded watching this movie the way it did for me. But that's another one that had some kiss in it. But you're right. And, 
I'm sure other people have other stuff out there. If you can think of anything, it's a great question. Ricky, thank you for reaching out to us and throwing something at us with a, a nice kiss question. Appreciate it. Um, we also forgot Detroit Rock City, but that's okay. Well, There's that was obvious. That was yeah, obvious. But, well, because the director doesn't want us talking about that movie again. Um, <laughs> who? Adam Rifkin? And he loves us. He does um, not love us. <laughs> Tom, people can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, YouTube. YouTube. Um, <laughs> anywhere you find your podcast. If you have a podcast platform that you can't find us on, let us know. And we'll get on that platform, but we're probably on everything. Uh, you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Send us direct messages there. We respond to you guys. Please. Um, and then the best way we love getting is our emails. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And give us one of those five star, star. child reviews on uh, Podchaser or iTunes. Actually, you can do it on Pan- uh, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, all those you can give us. We appreciate it. It's it's helpful. It helps the show get promoted. Um, and, you know, it's a great way for us to get uh, the Shout It Out Loud cast to the masses. So, Tom, anything else you want to add, my friend? Nope. Uh, we'll give another plug to our buddy, Ed. He came up in this episode. Uh, click com. Click with a K. You can get awesome Kiss stuff like we mentioned. And Shout It Out Loud cast gear. He was the one who designed the awesome logo that we have. So you can grab some of that stuff, too. It's never too early to start thinking holidays. It's already the end of September. And also on, uh, we are part of the Pantheon podcast family. You can find things on there like, uh, Martin Popoff's, uh, podcast. There's a couple other ones we like out there. Rock candy, Mike's podcast, long may you young. Um, that's another great one. Local Boston guy. And, uh, please give everybody a listen and, uh, you know, keep up the, keep up the interaction with us guys. We love it. Absolutely. And there's a new, there's a new platform that's coming out soon. We're going to be on it soon. If we're not on already, if anybody has Amazon music, they are going to start, they are going to start incorporating podcasts and we will be on there as well. So there's another platform for you. Yeah. Tom famous last words. Rocket engines burning fuel so fast up into the night sky, they blast through the universe. The engines whine. Could it be the end of man and time? That is horrible. It's wonderful. Ah! (laughs) I've got some really poetic lyrics. Go for it. It's all right. 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 So any way you want it, that's the way it'll be. What a beautiful way to close out this great fun episode. Absolutely. Tom, thank you very much. Kiss Army, thank you. We greatly appreciate it. You guys fucking rock. Guys, thank you so much for everything, the feedback, the interaction. We love you guys, and uh, let's uh, keep it going. Stay safe. Be good. Peace out, Girl Scout. We love you!
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.